0: Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe you can achieve. For the last 20 years, she has advocated for the blind through her show, Cooking Without Looking, where she films blind people cooking and living normal lives. She has also worked at c b s in various roles and been nominated for two Emmys so Renee, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Curtis. I'm really excited
0: Absolutely. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself anything that you might want us to know?
1: <laughs> well, let me see um as as you mentioned i I started off in t v when I was in high school, we were allowed to like go out and a half day if we got if we were at a certain grade level, we could uh, go out and get an internship um, in the industry we wanted to work in. And of course, we weren't paid, but we got the experience. And so I got my foot in the door at um, Channel 11 in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It was at a time when film was still popular. So film was what was used, not videotape. It was just at the point where videotape was going to start. And so, you know, they had me in a dark room and I was taking leader out of uh, film and learning how to splice, which is something, you know, you don't really need anymore. (laughs) I went to the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. um, My degree's in journalism. A minor in international relations and political science. I worked at CBS in Miami for 13 years. I started off as um, advertising copywriter and assistant. And then I became a um, news associate news producer. And I was also on the assignment desk, which means, you know, we're the ones taking in the news stories and deciding which stories sound the best to cover that day. So that's, that's about it up to that point. After that, um, I started my own advertising and PR business. While I was at um, uh, CBS, I was nominated for two Emmys. One was uh, Youth Violence, Walking the Line, for w- writing the documentary. It was, um, we spent 30, well, we, we spent three months in, in the field with police officers riding around looking for gang kids. It was all about a gang special and why there are such things as youth gangs. Walking the line is what they do when they want to enter a gang and it's horrible. Two lines of kids, people, kids walking through that want to join the gang and they beat them, they hit them, they kick them, whatever. And if they make it through that, then they let them join the gang. And then the other uh, Emmy I was nominated for was a series of civil rights leaders from the South Florida area during the 1960s. The PSAs, there were 32nd PSAs. It was, it was uh, for Black History Month. So we had these people who lived quite an amazing history talk about their life and times during that turbulent era.
0: Let's talk about the books that you have written, because you're also an author, tell people about those books and tell them how they can. Oh,
1: okay, sure. There are two books of poetry. I like to write poetry. I'm not much of a speaker, but I love to to write. That's how I get my uh, emotions out and my thoughts out. And one's uh, visions from a dream called Life, the poetry of Meadowville. Basically, it starts off with me leaving my husband of eleven years and writing what that was like, and and the poetry moves on from there. And it's not dark, it's mostly uplifting and happy and makes you feel a little inspired. And the other one's called Visions to the Poetry of Life. And you can get them on Amazon. So it's Visions to the Poetry of Life and Visions from a Dream Called Life, the Poetry of Meadowville. And they're both available on Amazon.
0: Okay, now let's jump into the the advocacy for blind and your cooking without looking show. What made you want to start that show? Do you have somebody in your family that's blind that made you want to do it? <laughs> tell us about the show and, and what happens on the show.
1: Well, you know, everybody always asks me that. And no, not a single soul in my family was blind that I knew of. My mom used to tell me when I started the show, I started it in 2001, my mom would always say to me, you know, there was someone in our family who was blind and uh, they used to visit our house once in a while, come to figure out that it was really my great-great-grandmother who had been a nurse and who became blind. But obviously I never met her, but she had become blind. So the reason I started it was working in the media, you're always on a lot of boards. And at one point I was on six boards when I left the station, I wanted to start my own, my own nonprofit, um, legacy, something that would live on. And I wanted to take a group of people who I thought were sort of not noticed in a lot of ways. You know, um, I didn't know any blind people at the time, but that was the thing. I think a lot of people, even now, don't know a lot of blind people. So they have this really old way of thinking of blind people. They think about the disability and not the ability. So I I um, made lots of calls and did lots of research. And and I found that, you know, since we have the baby boomers, uh, you know, macular degeneration and a lot of things were were coming about at this point. So I wanted a fun way to make people know about blindness and to to showcase, basically showcase people who were blind. And I started off by looking for a blind chef in Miami. And there was one, a professor at FIU. He's no longer there. And then I talked with him and I talked with a lot of people and then Somebody came up and told me about cooking without looking. You know, they said, oh, yeah, it can be like cooking without looking. And later on, I found out that it was actually like a treatise uh, by a lady in Mexico in the 1960s. So anyway, I didn't know if people would find it offensive. And so I asked people, you know, what do you think about that title? And, and everyone loved it. And so I said, OK, I will I will go with that. and it's a funny thing. We even add in humor sometimes because I think that people have the idea that uh, people who are blind or maybe with other, you know, disabilities, that maybe they don't have a sense of humor. You don't put the two and two together, you know. You you sort of separate them. So sometimes we even take outtakes because we have a lot of fun when we tape the show. Right now we're doing it on Zoom. We have just regular people who are blind and visually impaired, come on the show. We're on Zoom, so it's um, now it's the Cooking Without Looking TV show quarantine cuisine edition powered by Zoom. So it's a Zoom cast. We have people in their own kitchen preparing uh, some of their favorite recipes and uh, talking about tips, cooking tips, just like everyone. If you're, if you're blind, you can use the tips. If you're sighted, you can use the tips. It's something that brings people together and, and uh, bridges bridges uh, the sighted and the blindness community, which, which is what I like to do. I like to bring everyone to the table. Everyone's invited to the party.
0: So, how do you find your guests? How do you search out your guests? And you know, and get them on the show. <laughs> well,
1: you know, pretty much just like I found you. People will tell people. You know, some blind people will tell other blind people. I'm on all of the, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. There's another one we're on, but it's not as popular. Tumblr, we're on Tumblr as well. And um, people just reach out to me all the time. If they see our recipes, we have our uh, website and I have the blog. So every day I put out the recipe of the day and that recipe is always a recipe submitted and kitchen tested by a person who's blind or visually impaired and then we have the cooking without looking TV show kitchen hack of the day and you know those are tips that everyone can use a lot of times i find things that i use so those aren't necessarily submitted by blind people but there are things that can be used by people who are blind and And they just the same way I met you, we had somebody on our podcast and someone called to interview me and then they told me about you. So it's like word of mouth, mostly word of mouth.
0: Well, before Zoom how were you guys taping the shows? Were you taping them in person or?
1: We were, yeah, we were taping them in person. We were at PBS station in uh, West Palm beach and then we're, we moved um, and we did a lot of things in person, like a lot of festivals and things, wine and food festivals. We did a whole bunch of those. We just, keep spreading the word that way. And and now um, we're working on getting on to a um, well-known streaming service that's actually pretty well known to be very accessible to, for people who are blind and visually impaired. So that's what we're working on.
0: So talking about PBS, your show is not only on Zoom, but it's also on PBS as well. So talk about that.
1: Well, it it had been on PBS. It's it's not on PBS now. We don't, we're not on PBS now in, in South Florida, but uh, when we were, we'd have a live studio audience. Right now we have a live virtual audience, which is sort of cool. We have them ask questions and we can answer them right away. Uh, in the studio audience, we just had lots of people. I think some of our favorite shows are, with the blind youth, with the blind um, kids, um, those have like such a tremendous energy to them. It, it makes you really excited. You know, there's not a sadness about it. You know, it's it's something that, you know, okay, well, I'm blind, but I'm doing all of these things. They're, they're very positive about the technology that they have, and they show it off to their friends who are sighted. That was, that was a start. You know, there's a, a great story with that. I was on the Board of Governors for um, the National Academy of TV Arts and Sciences, and one of my friends from another station at that PBS station, I told him about the show. And he told me to bring it in. So we taped the pilot and we brought it in. And he liked it, but he wasn't sure that his general manager would like it. And he goes, okay, Renee, I'm going to put it on. And um, he did. <laughs> he, he put it on at noontime on a Saturday. And his general manager found out. His general manager was not sure of having, he felt it was sad to have blind people on TV. And, you know, all the time, all these 20 years, I I sit and I explain why there's a TV show featuring blind people. Well, anyway, when he saw it, he was sold. He loved it. And he became our biggest supporter after being afraid of what people would think um, seeing blind people on TV. And I think we broke a lot of, we, we broke a ceiling there. We broke, I, I don't want to say glass ceiling because that's used for females, but we we, we broke a norm where there weren't any blind people on TV and we're still the only show which features people who are blind. There's something called see on Apple TV, but they have people acting like blind and they have some people that are blind and it's, it's, you know, it's a, a story. It's a tale. It's not really showing real people doing real things, living a real life like everybody else. And that's that's really what the purpose of the show is. It's like the simplest thing, like, hey, you know what? People who are blind, visually impaired, they're just like everybody else to just do some things that are different in a different way. We we have a life, we have you know the same, same life uh that everyone else does, only a little bit different.
0: So for those out there listening who want to check out the show, let them know when it's filmed and and how they can actually watch the show if they would like to become one of the audience.
1: Okay. They can become one of the audience every second Friday of the month. So we're coming up on, I believe it's April 9th. We're going to be on again. Every second Friday of every month at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time right now. You can be in the audience, and so I put I put the link out. It's the same link every time. So I put the link out, and I put it out on our Facebook Cooking Without Looking Facebook page. I also put it on on my personal page, Renee Rentmeester, and I put it on a couple of different uh, pages. Executive producer. You know, that's my page. And then Vision World Foundation, we have a foundation. We use our advertiser money to help people. So if, if someone needs some financial help we, and we're able to do it because we have some funds, we're able to do that. So and if you want to see some of our past shows, we have a YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel and it's called Cooking Without Looking. And we have a podcast with, we've got about 60 podcasts that we have, 60 episodes, and it's on Podbean. It's on like a lot of different things. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find it. It's called Cooking Without Looking.
0: So talk about your Vision World Foundation in case anybody wants to volunteer or contribute to it. Tell us about that and tell us about what your podcast talks about.
1: Okay, great. Well, our podcast is 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 in the same way. Only it's like a one-on-one with a person who's blind or visually impaired, talking about their life as a person who's blind or visually impaired, giving some stories. I, I like I like the ones where they were. Um, and this is gonna sound weird by saying I like it, but the ones that I'm always interested in were they became blind as children because. I think that there are so many parents out there that when they hear that their child is blind or is going blind or something happening, they have this fear that they're going to like, okay, well, there goes your life. And that's just not the case. So we we have the podcast. If you go to our website, it's www.academy.org cookingwithoutlookingtv.wordpress.com. At the very top, there's a link to our Vision World Foundation if you want to make a donation. Our foundation helps people who are blind or visually impaired um, if they need a service. We did more of that before the pandemic. You know, we'd help people go grocery shopping um, oftentimes when you take a person who's totally blind grocery shopping, it, it can take literally like three hours because you are they're telling you what you want. Then you've got to find what it is. And then you tell them, uh, taking to doctors appointments, uh, taking them to their children's houses, um, all sorts of things like that. Of course, that was more pre-pandemic. A lot of people have contacted us. Vision World Foundation has given out nearly ten thousand dollars this year for people who approach us and if if you are blind obviously we'll help you somehow depending on what the needs are and if you're not blind you know we'll help you if there's a way of helping you too so we've raised nearly ten thousand dollars this year alone helping people uh there was a lady um middle-aged lady who was living in a hotel and was like steps away from being homeless. And so we raised money for her so that she had some hotel rooms. She now has her full-time job back. And she later today, she's looking for an apartment. So she's getting back on her feet again. I, I always have a problem. If, if I, I could never tell people, well, I'm sorry, I can't help you, you're not blind. I know our focus is blindness but if someone knows that we can maybe help them, I'll find a way, you know, I'm an old TV producer and you always find a way of doing something somehow, some way. And then that's that's the way we run the foundation. For the most part, our advertisers um, pay for the foundation. When we cover production costs, if whatever money is left, goes to helping people who may need um, some financial assistance or some assistance of some kind. That's where the advertiser money comes in. We don't necessarily take in a lot of donations, except like I was explaining in those uh, conditions where someone asks for help and we we help them raise money to get them over the hump.
0: Well, go ahead and give out your full contact information, ways for people to connect with you As well as with the show.
1: Okay, sure. My uh, old school here is my phone number is 305-200-9104, 305-200-9104. Our website is www.cookingwithoutlookingtv.wordpress.com. We are on Facebook. We are on uh, cooking the Cooking Without Looking TV show on Facebook. There's my personal Facebook. I'm, I flip back and forth, so I include everyone. My personal is Renee Rentmeister. I'm also on Twitter at Cook Without Look on Twitter.
0: All right. Any final thoughts before we close out?
1: Well, you know, oftentimes people ask me, what I, what I would tell others if they're going blind. I, I am not blind, but I've learned from so many blind people over these 20 years. And the one thing that I took away from all of it is don't be afraid, have no fear. You know, you've got a challenge and you're going to get over that challenge. You'll just find a new way of doing things and, and just don't have any fear.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Renee Rentmeester, Renee, thank you so much for joining me today and good luck on getting on that streaming service.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Curtis. Thank you for having me.
0: Anytime. And listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review, share, and tell a friend after listening. Thank you so much for joining me today and good luck on getting on that streaming service.
1: Oh, Thank you so much, Curtis. Thank you for having me.
0: Anytime and listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review, share, and tell a friend after listening. For more information on the living the dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living drink.